0: Welcome to Loud in Tech, your go to podcast for all things tech and culture. Today we have a jam packed show covering topics from a major antitrust lawsuit against Amazon to the discovery of monster gravitational waves. Stay tuned for fascinating discussions on CLI tools, submarine expeditions, and the quest for a simple smartwatch. Let's dive right in. Before we dive back into more tech goodness, let's give a shout out to our fantastic sponsors and my personal favorite software in the entire universe, Mason. Picture this, a world where a solo founder can take on an e-commerce giant. Sounds like a superhero movie, right? Well, meet Mason. This AI shopping co-pilot is here to save the day. Mason swoops in to guide shoppers as they shop, making sure they find exactly what they're looking for. Did I mention it's like having a secret weapon against the Amazon tax? Oh, yeah! Mason will help you break free and skyrocket your sales. Head over to GetMason to join the revolution. That's GetMason.io. This segment is about tech news. In a stunning turn of events, the Federal Trade Commission, or FTC for those in the know, is preparing to unleash a major antitrust lawsuit against none other than the one-stop shopping behemoth, Amazon. Now, what's got the FTC's feathers all ruffled? Well, it seems they're accusing Amazon of playing favorites with its merchants. You see, the FTC alleges that Amazon's algorithm gives a leg up to those merchants who use its logistics services, putting the rest at a disadvantage. And you know what they say, where there's smoke, there's fire. This allegation echoes a similar case across the pond in Europe where Amazon was already accused of favoring merchants that used its delivery system. The court papers for the lawsuit are expected to drop before August, right as the FTC gears up for some significant personnel changes. And if you're wondering who's leading this charge, it's none other than Lena Khan, the head honcho of the FTC, and also, let's just say, a longtime Amazon critic. It looks like she's out for some major restructuring of Amazon's business model. Things are about to get mighty interesting in the world of (laughs) e-commerce. Linear, the productivity app, is tackling a major challenge scaling their sync engine. They recently released a blog post aptly titled Scaling the Linear Sync Engine to shed light on the struggles and advancements they've made. But wait, there's more. They even have a video that goes deeper into this topic. They're not keeping it all to themselves, though. Users are invited to sign up for a linear account and put the sync engine to the test. And hey, if you're looking for a job, Linear is hiring in Europe and North America, but that's not all. In another blog post called Invisible Details Building Contextual Menus, Linear discusses new contextual menus in their app. These menus are a game-changer for mouse lovers who want to enhance their user experience. And guess what? They're even highlighting a design detail about submenus that users will definitely appreciate. So, whether you're interested in scaling sync engines or fancy contextual menus, Linear has got you covered. Picture this you're traveling outside of the US, ready to use your favorite app. But oh dear, it's slower than a sloth on a treadmill. What could the culprit be? Well, brace yourself for this shocking revelation. It's all because the app is only hosted in US East 1. That's right, folks, the distance between you and the server is causing some serious latency issues. And let me tell you, it's not just a tiny lag, it's like waiting for a snail to finish a marathon. So, if you're located in Europe or Asia, you're in for a bumpy app ride. But, fear not, there is a solution, a global CDN. Because who needs a centralized server when you can have the whole world on your side, right? Unfortunately, not every company has caught up with this genius idea, leaving us poor users stuck with turtle-like speeds. So, the next time you notice your app crawling at a snail's pace, remember it's all about the physical location of those servers. And maybe give them a little nudge to set up shop closer to you. Or just stare at that spinning loading wheel forever. Your call. It's time to say goodbye to those pesky naming and versioning issues thanks to a new programming language called Unison. Unlike other languages, Unison uses a unique hash for each piece of code eliminating the need for namespaces altogether. Finally, programmers can stop pulling their hair out over global namespace conflicts. Whilst it may take time for code-level dependencies to be implemented, we can rest assured in the promise of Unison's exciting new world. Hey there, folks! I've got some exciting news for all you Python enthusiasts out there. Did you know that the Python Standard Library has some hidden gems? Yep. It's true. In the midst of all that code, there are some awesome CLI command line interface tools waiting to be discovered. And guess what? They're right there, hiding in plain sight. So, what's in this treasure trove, you ask? Well, it seems like we've got ourselves a calendar, folks. A calendar that spans from April to December, complete with dates and days of the week. But that's not all. There's also some nifty information on using Python to generate calendars in HTML format. Now, hold on to your hats because there's more to this story. We've got mentions of Rye, NanoGPT, SVG, Llama, and WebAssembly. It's like we stumbled upon a techie's dream. And you know what's the cherry on top? The creators even included the creation and update dates of this awesome content. So grab your Python coding skills, and let's uncover these CLI tools hidden in the Python standard library. Happy coding, folks. (laughs) So there's this last-minute government amendment that's trying to hush up the critics of the Data Protection Commission (DPC), but don't worry, the Irish Council for Civil Liberties (ICCL) isn't going to let it slide. They're calling on all parties in the dial to challenge this sneaky amendment. Now, what does this amendment actually do, you might ask? Well, it wants to prevent people from speaking out about how the DPC handles their complaints or how big tech firms and public bodies misuse their precious data. And get this, it doesn't matter if the information isn't even commercially sensitive. Talk about going overboard. This amendment could seriously cramp the style of journalists trying to report on Ireland's supervision of GDPR compliance by those big tech giants. The ICL is not impressed and wants some answers. They want to know why the government is so eager to implement this amendment and why it was added at the last minute, hoping to sneak it by unnoticed. But here's the icing on the cake. This amendment might also mess with the flow of information between the DPC and its European buddies. And if that's not enough, it might even clash with upcoming European laws all about harmonizing cross-border GDPR cases. So, let's hope the ICCL and everyone in the dial can put this sneaky amendment in its place. In a tragic turn of events, an email exchange has revealed that a submarine expert desperately tried to dissuade his friend ocean gate ceo stockton rush from taking customers in the faulty titan submersible the expert carl stanley warned rush that the hull was defective and would only worsen with time he suggested conducting 50 tests before allowing customers on dives but rush succumbing to the pressures of his own creation dismissed the suggestion arguing for fewer dives and alas disaster struck during a dive to the titanic shipwreck the titan submersible imploded claiming the lives of all five passengers. It is believed that the catastrophic loss of the pressure chamber caused the implosion. This incident comes after previous warnings about the submersible's safety were ignored. Let this be a cautionary tale of the consequences when warnings go unheeded. So listen up, folks. There's this GitHub user named Parthyatav who's done something pretty cool. He's created a repository called Tekinter Designer. Now. Before you start scratching your head wondering what that means, let me tell you. Tekinter Designer is an easy and fast way to create a Python GUI using the Tekinter library. And let me tell you, it's getting some serious attention. With six 1K stars and 600 forks, this thing is blowing up. But how does it work? Well, Tkinter Designer uses the Figma design software to create beautiful Tkinter GUIs. It analyzes the design file and generates the required code and files. Yes, it's like magic. And you know what's even better? It supports drag-and-drop functionality, so you can say goodbye to writing code by hand. Talk about a time saver. Oh, and did I mention that this repository also includes examples and a showcase of GUIs created using Tkinter Designer? Yeah, it's like a VIP gallery of all the amazing creations. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, it does. The project is licensed under the BSD three-clause license. So if you're a Python GUI enthusiast, you better check out Tekinter Designer on GitHub. It's going to blow your mind. Hey there, tech enthusiasts. Today we've got something super cool for all the Common Lisp lovers out there. It's an amazing project called Clog, the Common Lisp Omnificent GUI. Now I know what you're thinking. What the heck is Clog? Well, let me break it down for you. Clog is an application written in Common Lisp that allows you to create GUI elements for your browser windows. How awesome is that? One of the key features of Clog is the OnNewWindow function, which creates a Clog element as a child to the Clog body object. This element represents a block of HTML and displays the famous phrase, Hello world, click me! But wait, there's more. The code also includes an OnClick function that magically changes the color of the Hello element to green when you click it. Now that's some fancy interaction right there. If you're interested in exploring this fantastic project, you'll find links to tutorials, demos, videos, and other resources related to Clog and ClogBuilder in the document. It's a treasure trove of information. Oh, and don't forget that you'll also discover details about the brilliant minds behind the Clog package and its licensing. So go ahead, dive into the world of Clog, and have a blast creating incredible GUIs with Common Lisp. In a devastating turn of events, a solar farm in Scottsbluff, Nebraska, fell victim to a ferocious attack by Mother Nature herself. Picture this, baseball-sized hail hurtling through the air at speeds of 100 to 150 miles per hour, smashing into the unsuspecting panels with the force of a thousand angry pitchers. Chaos ensued as the hailstones shattered most of the panels on the 5.2-megawatt solar project, leaving a trail of destruction in their wake. Now, Scotts Bluff may have endured its fair share of strong storms, including the occasional tornado and heavy rain, but this hailstorm took the cake. It put the region's hail frequency on full display, reminding us all of the power of nature's icy wrath. And while solar panels are designed to be tough cookies, capable of withstanding a decent hailstorm, these hailstones were no ordinary ones. No, no, my friends, these were colossal balls of ice, bigger than your average hailstone, So, as we mourn the loss of Scotts Bluffs' solar farm, let's remember to be cautious and give some respect to Mother Nature. She may have a wicked curveball, but we've got to keep playing the game with a smile on our faces. Are you ready for some language racket? Well, not the kind you play on a court, but the programming language racket. It's a modern-day Lisp language that is winning the hearts of programmers everywhere. This language has it all. It's like a one-stop shop for all your programming needs. Need a package manager? Racket has got you covered. Want support for gradual static typing? Racket's got your back. Need a code formatter? Look no further. Racket can even create executables. And that's not all. It has a VS Code extension and a cross-platform GUI, too. But what makes Racket so special is its simplicity. It's like the KISS principle applied to programming. Perfect for young and beginner programmers who are taking their first steps into the coding world, and hey, if you're worried about an IDE, don't be. Racket has Dart Racket, an IDE that's so easy to use, it's practically a dream come true. With features like syntax highlighting, error messages, and a debugger, it's like having a personal coding assistant. But here's the real game changer. Racket lets you build your own languages. That's right, you can be your own language creator. Need a domain-specific language? Racket's got your back. Want an entirely new language? Racket's got that covered, too. It's like building your own universe. And if that's not enough, Racket also offers a robust standard library, tools for documentation, and can handle all kinds of programming tasks. With Racket, the possibilities are endless. So if you're ready to have some fun and explore the world of Racket, jump right in. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Get ready for some serious racketeering. These next few minutes are around science and discovery. In a groundbreaking discovery, researchers have potentially spotted monster gravitational waves for the first time. Using pulsars, researchers tracked changes in the distances between Earth and beacon stars to detect these space time ripples. Unlike the previous detection of gravitational waves, which originated from the collision of two star sized black holes, The most likely source of these new waves is the combined signal from multiple pairs of much larger black holes. These waves are thousands of times stronger and longer than previous ones, with wavelengths up to tens of light years. Although the evidence is strong, researchers are still working to confirm their discovery. This finding opens up new possibilities for studying the vast universe and the behavior of supermassive black holes. These next few minutes are around gadgets and innovation. In the quest for a simple smartwatch, the author of the article was looking for a replacement for their broken Garmin VivoMove HR. They wanted a watch with basic features like phone notifications, step counting, and a long battery life. After dismissing expensive options from Apple and Samsung, as well as other watches with various issues, The author settled on the Garmin Forerunner 55. Although it had extra fitness tracking features that they didn't need, the watch fit their requirements and had a good battery life. The author hopes that companies will release straightforward smartwatches in the future. And that wraps up today's episode of Loud in Tech. We covered a range of topics, including the FTC's potential antitrust lawsuit against Amazon, scaling the linear sync engine, hidden CLI tools in the Python standard library, and the quest for a simple smartwatch. Be sure to tune in next time for more tech news and discussions.